0: Welcome to episode 99 of the Girl About the Globe podcast. In this episode, I'm speaking with fellow solo traveller Camille Segovia to discuss travelling in California. If you ever wanted to solo travel to this region, this episode is for you. Stay tuned. Welcome to Girl About the Globe, a podcast for you as a solo female traveller. Empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. Welcome to another episode of the Girl About the Globe podcast. Today, I'm joined by Camille Segubia, a fellow solo female traveler to discuss traveling in California. Hi, Camille. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Elisa, Thank you so much for having me. Oh, well, you're welcome. I can't wait to speak to you about California because I don't really know that much about it, to be honest. That's why I wanted to bring you on because you seem like an expert in this region. But before we delve into California... Can you just tell me how long you've been solo traveling and what type of activities you normally look for on your trips?
1: Kind of haphazardly, <laughs> fell into solo traveling as I, some of us probably do. Is I I love going camping here in California a lot, oh, cool. and would want to go camping and didn't have friends sometimes that it would fit in their schedule. So I just started camping on my own slowly. It's a story for another day, but one time I was camping and, and there was bears. <laughs> wow. That was an adventure. I was safe, but I could hear them outside my tent. It's kind of scary. But so 2012, so probably 10 years, camping, then road trips. And then in the last six or seven years, I've started solo cruising and traveling more abroad.
0: Great. And what was solo cruising like? Because I've never done that, actually. And I know in our community, quite a lot of women are asking about solo cruising. How do you find that? Yeah. Um, The first trip
1: I took, I think it was like 2014, a friend had asked me to go. And I had no idea we were going to Alaska. I was like, okay, that sounds interesting. And long story short, her and her husband couldn't go. And I needed to lead this group of about 40 people that I didn't know. And we went on a celebrity cruise out of Seattle and it was beautiful. The inside passage and everything. But I knew a few people or met a few people on board. So that wasn't as scary. But then my second solo trip, totally independent. I went to Italy, then Greece, um, Croatia, and a few places. And I'll just be honest, it's scary. I mean, not that solo travel isn't scary. Solo cruising, because you're going all these different places and how do you choose the ship and everything. And I've just slowly morphed into it. I've only been on my third solo cruise in the last, Wow, it's been less than a month since I got back. But this last time I did this cruise, I left out of Barcelona and did some research. Is that I find wow, so many women solo travel out of the solo cruisers, like 84% are women. It's a really high percentage. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked for Facebook groups. I found somewhere like start a Facebook group or go to a Facebook group. So I looked for the cruise ship name and then the dates and found a group And I was starting to get involved with posting stuff. And she made me admin. And then from there, I created a solo cruiser group, which honestly, it it wasn't a lot of us. (laughs) Like 10 or 15 people joined my solo cruiser group, mostly women. But we then met on board. And there was ladies from California, Ireland, Germany, UK, Canada. Um, We had the best time. And we're all solo cruising, but we are able to have dinners together, do some excursions together, and it's just progressively, gosh, gotten really great. And then I started a new solo cruisers group for men and women on Facebook.
0: Brilliant. What's the name of your Facebook group? It is New Solo Cruisers. Okay. I'll we'll put a link to that at the bottom of the interview. That's really great because I used to work on a cruise ship. What I really loved when I was working on it was the fact that you don't have to move any of your stuff. You just have your stuff in your cabin and then all all the meals are are there. You just go off, you go on shore, you do your tours, come back. For me, it felt safe and also a lot easier than kind of traveling by yourself.
1: I find that too. I, I definitely love my camping and my road trips here in California, but... Wow. I mean we went on the largest ship newest ship it's Royal Caribbean's Wonder of the Seas and oh, no. I don't know that there was 10,000 people but it holds between 7,000 passengers and 3,000 crew it was crowded but I didn't feel overly crowded and then it's so safe is that you're you're having dinner with friends and it's <laughs> five minute walk from your room and then you're going to a show an amazing show and then maybe you're you know hitting up the bar for a couple drinks afterwards and then you just walk very safely uh, to your
0: room, and yeah, I l- I really like that. It was fun. Brilliant! I think you're really brave as well when you're talking about solo camping. That's something that <laughs> that makes me really nervous, especially because of where you're doing it as well with the bears. So, I, I, congratulations for for doing that by yourself in the wilderness. That was one time, Mammoth Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> one time,
1: One time, I do not run into bears.
0: so those two kind of activities are very different i guess you look for um a variety of different things do you when you're traveling so you've got the the camping and then you've also got the socializing on cruise ships
1: yeah i mean i've got i mean i still love camping but um i'm in my mid-50s so i will tend to rent a motorhome like here in the states we've got a, a company called cruise america and you can get a good size 24-foot easy-to-drive motorhome for maybe 80 to to $100 a day. And I just go for maybe four or five days and uh, have a bed, have a heater, have a microwave. And that's how I've been camping uh, more frequently and try and meet up with friends when I when I can. Um, but yeah, I kind of like that home base. And then I do Airbnbs a lot more when I do stuff here in California or in the States. Uh, even... In Barcelona, I rented an uh, Airbnb.
0: And you've just written a new book about California, haven't you? Which, um, yeah. which is called Welcome to Your Adventure, San Diego. What made you decide to write the book? Oh, wow. It's kind of
1: interesting. Is I was doing one of my road trips to our local mountains here in Southern California, a city and area called Idlewild. Very pretty. And was up there and I was trying to find visitor guides. And (laughs) I mean, it just, anything I found was just littered with all sorts of advertisements and just had such little information on where to go hike, where to see the best views, see the sunsets. So I must have spent a couple few hours online doing research. And I think we all do that, (laughs) right? We all do a bit of research as we're heading out or during our trip. And then I just got back from that trip and I'm like, wow, I got a lot of information and I was laid off of work. So I'm talking to a life coach and looking at what to do for my next career. And she's ha- has, me thinking about what do you really love to do? And as we've discussed, I love camping. Uh, so we're talking about our REI, <laughs> REI adventures. It's like, Oh, that sounds fun. No, I looked into that. That wasn't very viable in my state. And then I started going, wow, I'm really starting to like cruising and traveling. And what could I do with that? So I took my love for travel, wanting to help people. I do a lot of good research and organization. And I took five months and wrote my first book. i <laughs> never done that before. But Wow, it's been been a ride and I wanted something concise. I was thinking about, and I don't know what other people like exactly, but when I'm looking for information, I want, give me the facts, give me a website, give me some cost, give me boom, 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 some bullet points. And that's kind of what I did in, in my book. It's only 45 pages on purpose and I've called it kind of the Cliff Notes version to travel. If you want to look at Legoland or you want to go to the beaches, you know, let me hit some spots for you. And if you want to explore it more, I'll give you some web links to look into that more. And yeah, went everywhere from looking up attractions, amusement parks, where to catch the sunsets, hiking. Oh my gosh, there's just just a lot. But I I mainly covered San Diego County uh, because that's where I live and that's where I've grown up.
0: Amazing. I like that as well because I personally don't use traditional guidebooks because I'm like you. I just I just want to get to the nitty gritty of the information that I want to know. And I feel as though there's a bit too much fluff in certain travel guides. So it's great that you've got a concise one. And then if people want to know a bit more about that attraction or they want to delve into something a bit more, then you've given them a link so they can actually go and do that. I like that. Exactly. What do you think is San Diego's appeal and California's appeal to to women travelers? To me,
1: I've always lived here. Um, Parents moved here when I was very young, six or nine months old. And I find it easygoing. And most people (laughs) are friendly, are social, (laughs) welcoming. Not everybody. But I find San Diego especially is... More easygoing. Of course, we're fast moving and things like that, but there's not a ton of traffic. We don't have the smog that Los Angeles does. You've got the beaches. You have the deserts for off-roading and camping. The mountains. We've got more local ski mountains, not like Mammoth and the stuff in Northern California. But I just find such a diversity of small towns. San Diego's a pretty big town, but it's not huge. And so many different things to do. And when I was writing the book, I also found this great mobile app called Voice Map. And for solos, I think it's really great. Is they have a lot of self-guided walking and driving tours. It's so great. Uh, I met a new friend, Mindy Flanagan, who has done several of these tours. She did a gosh her commentary is so great. Mindy is just great. She did a walking tour. Of La Jolla area here in San Diego. She just finished a driving tour of all the scenic spots in San Diego, one of Santa Barbara, a little north of us, obviously a couple hours, uh, the Sunset Strip area. And she charges like maybe $10, $15 for these downloaded audio tours. And they're like step by step. It's like driving directions and such a great type of thing to do solo. You're exploring, you've got somebody telling you about the history and oh my gosh, she taught me in La Jolla, which is near us, uh in San Diego, is there's a bar there that served the first margarita in the States back in the nineteen fifties. I was very interested in that. I'm like, really?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, see that kind of information you would have to really research to find that out. That's great that she gives you that kind of bit of history. I don't really know that much about California, to be honest. So can you enlighten us a bit about the state and what are your favorite things to do there?
1: Have you heard of Big Sur in kind of central to Northern California?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: I love that. And I just got back from the Amalfi Coast and it doesn't measure, <laughs> but for here in the States, I just love Big Sur. It's Great cliffs, it has redwoods, it has the mountains, lovely camping, just beautiful scenic areas where you also have nearby Hearst Castle, which is beautiful. You have Morro Bay, just so many things that are between these amazing cliffs dropping down to the ocean and mountains. And then very close also to Big Sur, one of my other favorite things to do is uh, a drive called 17 mile drive. It's on the Monterey peninsula and you drive by Pebble beach golf course, all these beautiful Torrey pines trees. It's like you're taken to just a totally different place. And it's just this beautiful drive uh, through the Monterey peninsula. So I've done that a lot. A couple few areas here in San Diego. I love is Coronado where you have the hotel Dell and then the La Jolla area. You got some great shopping <laughs> up in uh, La Jolla and things like that. And so much in Northern California, of course, San Francisco. I love the redwoods. Up in Northern California, there's a drive called Avenue of the Giants. And it goes through Highway One Highway 101. And you just drive through trees. One place you can drive through a redwood tree. Wow. So it's really, really fascinating. And they're just Beautiful. You'll see redwoods anywhere from, I think I want to say in the Big Sur area, all the way up to the southern border of Oregon. And then you're going to see them about 20 to 30 miles uh, to the east and west along Highway 1 and 101. And those two freeways are just beautiful to drive the whole coast from the south here in San Diego up to Oregon. And I Typically, we'll do Highway 101. It's a little more direct. But then when you get off on Highway 1 that's attached to it is where you drive really close on the ocean and things like that. So Yosemite, Kings Canyon, our Sequoia, Redwood's a little different, but just as beautiful. Yeah, I think I could go on and on. the yeah. Valley.
0: Which which valley? Napa Valley. Ah, oh, you know. Oh, sorry.
1: Yeah, Napa Valley for wines. Oh yes. my goodness. Yes. I Above just, San Francisco.
0: I was just gonna mention the wines because I've heard of Napa Valley. <laughs> Is that one of the most um famous wine lands?
1: I think so, especially in California. Yeah. I was fortunate and went to college up that way. So I learned to enjoy white wine very early. <laughs> uh, but got very very spoiled. I mean, we do also have wineries down in the San Diego and the Temecula area, but to me, Napa Valley and Sonoma County are the best wines we've got in California. I mean, there is also Paso Robles and people are partial to Paso Robles. Personally, I like the Napa and Sonoma County areas for wines and wineries. It's just beautiful up there.
0: And how easy is it to get around? I presume, you do you need a car? I know you mentioned about some of the names of the highways. Yeah.
1: Honestly, I mean, what I'm trying to think of my stats is we are a large state, obviously. I, I want to say 150, 160,000 square miles. We're 500 miles across and 1,000 from north to south. So yes, car or rental car is going to be the easiest but flights in between the major cities very affordable our train system is really great amtrak is great they have an amtrak that will go along the coast from san diego up to almost big sur the san luis obispo area about 350 miles up and then there's also trains that will go to the various national parks uh yosemite Kings Canyon, San Francisco areas, and it's Amtrak. I think has like 150 different destinations. And then if you can't there get cannot get there directly by train, the Amtrak bus system will get you almost everywhere. I think it's very manageable when you're not driving a car.
0: Yeah, it sounds it. There seems like there's so much to do there. Are there any hidden gems that people should definitely visit?
1: I mean, the little things I think of, like, I don't think most people have done the 17-mile drive in in Monterey, kind of a little off off the beaten path. I love the Kings Canyon and Kings Canyon Sequoia National Parks that are over to the east. It's just a little quieter, just beautiful sequoias, different trees than, than the redwoods. Uh, it's over towards sort of the Bakersfield area to the to the east and things like that. Um something else I mean it depends on what people like to do. I used to do this more than I was when I was younger, but I like off-roading and riding jeeps out in the desert. Lovely. So, <laughs> and you can rent any TVs or you can rent jeeps and do that sort of stuff. And it's really fun. <laughs> but it depends if you like outside stuff. Of course. We have our beautiful museums. Uh, Balboa Park here in San Diego is a beautiful park and has maybe about 18 different types of museums. So mm. San Francisco, the same. Golden Gate Park up in San Francisco is beautiful.
0: Well, there's so much to do. You're actually inspiring me to want to go. Yeah. There. Is, but what about in the evenings? Is there anything to do there in the evenings, if, especially if you're by yourself?
1: There is, and I, I don't mean to be hesitant, is I personally unless I'm meeting friends, I tend to do a lot more during the day and towards sunset and, and unless I'm like close by, like if I'm in a city and I'm in a hotel, I'm gonna walk nearby or or you know, find a, a bar maybe to have a drink and things like that. But I mean, my gosh, we have so many theaters, symphonies, concerts, a lot of outdoor concerts and things like that. And indoor concerts and, and smaller stuff that we'll have smaller venues. There's obviously the large venues, but there's a lot of smaller, more intimate type stuff and runs the gamut. I don't know that it'd be much different. Well, it is different than Europe, of course, but similar cultures in a way, as far as just the plays and obviously we're more off Broadway here in California, but yeah. I love all the entertainment and stuff. It just depends. I don't know. I, I feel more conscious of people like, oh, she's there by herself. I don't know in a th- in a theater when I'm out watching a play. But that's just me.
0: Yeah, I've done that before in Australia in Melbourne. I went to watch the Shaolin monks by myself. It's, yeah. it's kind of it's quite exciting actually because. <laughs> The ner- most nerve-wracking thing is when you walk in by yourself and you're looking for your seat, but then as soon as you sat down, you're just the same as everybody else, just watching the performance. So I wouldn't let that.
1: Pop. I need to do more of that myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it easy to meet other travelers there? You said before the people in California are generally quite friendly.
1: I think so. I'm always open if people are asking me directions or striking up conversation and on different tours and things that I'll I'll be on. And I know when I did one of my road trips through California up to Oregon, I found it so easy to meet other people and just strike up conversation. You know, they could tell I was alone or would ask me a question or two. And then we just start up conversation. But I do I find most people here in California are welcoming, are friendly, they're going to smile at you as you walk by. And are there to help, If not there to help, but are willing to help when you have questions and just getting to know people. And I think so. I've always really enjoyed it wherever I'm at here in California to not feel uncomfortable. I don't feel uncomfortable when I'm out by myself.
0: And that's really important when you're traveling solo, I think, is to not feel uncomfortable. So that's, it sounds like a very welcoming state for solo female travelers. Is there anything that you would avoid in California?
1: Downtown LA. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just, I mean, I should say it like that, but I don't love, love, like, if I need to go into downtown LA. But, I mean, there's Sunset Strip and there's so many beautiful things, but I don't, there's so much traffic in Los Angeles, unless you really have that destination of going to Hollywood. That's the only place I don't love, love, is the downtown LA and that, Bubble around LA, everything. Everything to me, outside of downtown LA, just feels so much more accessible.
0: And I guess if you're not familiar with that area as well, it's just going to be if you're stuck in traffic, it's going to make it yeah. even stressful. Yeah, exactly. What would you yes. say to someone who's looking to go to California alone for the first time and they're feeling unsure about it?
1: We have this great website called Visit California. And uh, a couple, few years ago, state of California put together this website that just gives you so much information on different destinations, stories about locals, describes everything from the beaches to the mountains, to different cities. And it's really just a wealth of information. So that's a great place to start. And I'm going to plug my book. If anybody's open to San Diego or just getting to know the Southern California region is I really tried to make it easy to visit down here and check things out. Everything from sports to concerts, parks, hiking, so many different things, golf, all sorts of different things for people to, to check out. And also was able to do some researches. I didn't realize this is if you put the address in correctly, you can get really great Google details uh, from Google Maps as far as less busy times to visit attractions and things like that, or when it's more busy. I found it so helpful. So I did all these links in my book so people could, like, okay, I think I want to go when it's a little less busy. And I want to help them figure that sort of stuff out.
0: Brilliant. Um, How would you describe California if you only had three words? The people are friendly
1: and they're welcoming. And we like to make others feel comfortable and beaches, deserts, mountains. That's worth it.
0: Beaches, (laughs) deserts, mountains. Yeah. then we'll give you the the people at the end as well as an extra one. So (laughs) before we start wrapping up, is there anything else that you'd like to add?
1: No, it was great. We talked about the solo group that I I've started with the uh, solo cruising. And yeah, I really, I love doing that. And, anybody wanting to explore looking into it. I'm always trying to look at articles and things like that, but I have that. And then with my business, welcome to your adventure. I helped do custom itineraries for solos and things here in California and the San Diego area. And then I did a lot for the group that I went on the cruise with in Barcelona and Italy. So I'm starting to expand my itinerary skills to different, different parts of, other countries and things like that. But I do a lot of itinerary planning and vacation planning uh, here in California for people.
0: Oh, fantastic. So where can people go to find out more about what you do?
1: I don't directly have a website, but on social media, on LinkedIn and on Facebook, I have a welcome to your adventure group. And it's welcome. And then the number two, and your you are adventure but yeah and then I have my books for sale on amazon.com and the digital pdf is available on payhip.com okay
0: brilliant thank you so much for joining me today Camille you've definitely inspired me to want to go back to California I've only been to San Francisco LA and Monterey I think and that was when I was Oh, my. Oh, Lisa, it's been so much fun. My early 20s. So, yeah, thank you so much for enlightening us and inspiring us to to visit. And I wish you even more travels in the future, whether that's camping, cruising or however you're going to (laughs) travel. Wonderful. (laughs) Thank you, Lisa. And you can find out more about Camille and her groups at Welcome to Your Adventure on her Facebook page and New Solo Cruisers and I'll be back next week for the 100th podcast episode. Thanks for listening to our Girl About the Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlabouttheglobe.com and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.